Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Michelle. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Instagram, YouTube. Hmm. Ooh, I needed that. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, love. Hey, beautiful. How y'all doing? Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Tammy. Good morning. See y'all coming in. Hey, John. Hey, Connie. Good morning. Like, this tastes so good this morning. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Hey, Daphne. Hey, Frida. Hey, Odell. How are you this morning? You played too much. Good morning. Kiara. Hey, Thea. Hey, Ruby. How y'all doing? Y'all coming in this morning. Welcome, welcome. I hope y'all having a good morning. Man, God, God is good. Good morning. Hey, Alexis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Who is that saying? Good morning from Belgium. Ooh, Angela. Good morning. Good morning. What time is it in Belgium? Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Telling you, we got people from all over on this thing. I love it. I love what God is doing in this ministry. Well, Welcome this morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am your hostess with the most this morning. Welcome Instagram Live, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. And later on, we will be uploaded on podcasts everywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Yeah, Daphne, I'm, I'm praying this morning before you go vote. Um, I put a little blurb out on Instagram for voting. I'm praying this morning. Okay. Well, I'm praying this morning that as you go vote, that the Holy Spirit leads you, that you not vote according to a, um, a party, but that you vote according to what God spiritually convicts you by. That's how I wrote. I, as a matter of fact, I wrote um, my Real Talk LMJ blog for Friday is on our unalienable rights. And I talk about that. So make sure you pay attention to Real Talk with LMJ as well. Well, it's good to be here this morning. I'm grateful to be here this morning. I'm, I, I just pray this morning that you've already set the tone for your day. I was uh in the I've been up I'm I'm usually up between three three thirty sometimes I'm up at two thirty it just depends, um and so I was up in here praying, um just setting the tone for what I want my day to look like. My chair is off. I'm sorry. I'm a little okay. Um, <laughs> setting the tone for what I want in my day to look like, and I hope you've done the same that you've already got your declarations, that you are already pleading the blood of Jesus over to be your day and that you're setting the tone for what this day is going to look like. So let's pray and let's get started. Do me a favor. If you're on Facebook, Instagram or YouTube, click a link, share it, share it later. Let's put the word of God out here everywhere. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your grace this morning. 
We thank you, Father God, for your peace this morning. We thank you for your love this morning. We thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding in every area of our lives. Father, as we go into the devotional today, let us see the true identity of who we are in Christ and let us live nothing less. Let us live nothing less. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, according to your most holy faith that we rise. We rise as the cream of the crop in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your resounding love. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all that you are and all that you called us to be. Let a fresh anointing fall on this devotional today. Let a fresh wind blow our way. We thank you, Father God, the scales are off our eyes. Bless the people so that they can hear. Let it fall and be resounding in their heart. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my, 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 my mouth, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. And I thank you for wisdom and knowledge that can only come from above. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's get this. I told you we're in Ephesians. And yesterday I told you everything is going to be all right. And how do I know that everything is going to be all right? I know that everything is going to be all right because the word of God says that everything is going to be all right. That's what the word tells us. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be. That's a guaranteed promise in the word. That's that's a guaranteed promise in the word. If you have been living anything less, expecting anything less than your life to be all right, I'm telling you, you've been living less than what you're supposed to. And so today, I titled this Your Identity in Christ. Today, I'm hoping that you're going to capture the image of who you are in Christ Jesus so that you can walk in the fullness of who God called you to be. The only reason the only reason you receive an alternative to who God calls you to be is because you don't know who you are in Christ. You don't know. You don't know that it's unconditional. You don't have a, a real perspective. And so anytime the enemy can throw you off by presenting an alternative to the lifestyle that God wanted you to live. And so you live kind of subpar or mediocre. It's easy for you to become very complacent. You accept things and attribute them to be a part of your personality and they're not even who you are. And so I'm telling you that um, who you are in Christ Jesus is way better than what you've imagined. So you'll identity is in Christ. And I'm going to read some scriptures to you out of Ephesians. And then I'm going to show you a few other things so that you get firm in your identity of Christ. The very first thing I need you to understand, and I've been saying this a whole lot lately, is God's love is unconditional. So stop working off that point system. Stop working off that point system that if I do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, then God and I are all good. God's love is unconditional. He loves you. He is reckless for you. He will come after you. He believes in you. He created you. God has already prearranged you. That's my first thing to you this morning. God has already prearranged you for a good life. I promise he has. 
He's already rearranged you for a good life. So we go to Ephesians 1 and 5. It says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belongs to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of son and forgave our sins. He showered, showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. At this and in this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. That's your inheritance. God loves you. He's already prearranged this. And I know some of y'all are like, but I've been through some stuff. Are you telling me even the stuff that I've been through? I promise you, I promise you, I'm a firm believer in Romans 8, 28. Uh, I wanted it tattooed on my side. All things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Like I'm telling you, it's already working out for your good. It's already, it's already prearranged. Some of the things that you've experienced, some of the things you've been, been through, I know some of those things don't make sense. I know some of those things are consuming. I know some of those things are overwhelming, but I'm telling you, he's working it out. He's purging you. He's purifying you. Patience is doing a greater work in you. But you have to know that who you are, that your identity is already in Christ. Romans 8, 29, 38, 30 says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image. That's why you got to be solid that your image of who you are. So you got to see yourself from God's perspective. The only way you're going to look at life differently or from a different perspective is because you don't have the image of who God show me. Some of y'all just need to simply say, Lord, show me, like, show me you. Show me me in you. Show me what I look like in you. Show me how you design me. Not what my mom and them said, not how people talked about me, not based on the mistakes I made. Show me you so that I can see this. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, before I knew you, I formed you in the womb. Like before I knew you, I already formed you in the womb. So he's already, he already saw you. He already knew when you was going to lie. He already knew when you were going to mess up. He already knew when you were going to do something you ain't got no business. He knew who he knew you was going to sleep with whoever you slept with. He knew that you was going to steal. He knew he already knew that. But unconditionally, he loves you anyway. And so you got to understand that there's nothing that you can hide from God. A lot of times we don't come into the presence. We don't walk into our true identity because we're hiding from God and you cannot hide from God. I want to read this to you. This is Psalms 139. It says, oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know, everything I do, you know what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape your spirit. 
I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day How had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't account. You got to read that over yourself every day. You got to remind yourself every day. This is how precious I am to God. Like you got to read. You got to fight what you've been taught so that you can walk into the fullness of what you've been called to be. Like you're going to have to fight it because a lot of what you see and a lot of what you do and a lot of what you have believed has been based on lies. That's my second point to you. Stop believing that God lies, that God doesn't know you or he didn't purpose you. He did. Ask yourself, what lies have I believed about myself or my situation? What lies have I believed? What lies have I been telling myself? What lies have I bought into? What have I said about my faith? Have I just left my faith of who I am just at the, this is it, no more? You've been believing so many different lies about yourself that you can't even receive the newness that comes when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Can I share something with you personally? I got baptized when I was eight years old but I really didn't understand the baptism. I really didn't understand what my salvation went, meant. And so when I was 26 or 27, I went back in the water again. And I went back in the water again so that I could renew uh, my relationship with Christ. And I, could, I, I finally understood what the baptism was for. And so I went back into the water again as a fresh start, as a renewal so that God knew and could understand that I knew exactly where we were in this relationship. It's the same thing as I went into the water and came out of the water as a refreshing or a renewing. It's the same thing that you got to do with this word. You got to get the mind of Christ Jesus in you so that you can be refreshed. That's why it says Romans, do not be conformed to the things of this world. Renew your mind to the word of God. You have got to figure out who your identity is, Christ. The only reason some of you have been living subpar is because you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. Your identity has not been made known to you. And you're not even asking God to make you make your identity known to you. And so instead of you walking into Psalms 139, understanding who your identity is, understanding who Christ created you to be, Ephesians 1 and 10 says, and this is the plan at the right time. He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, Christ in heaven. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance for God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. 
He worked. He God's purpose was that we Jews who were first, the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you, us, the Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saved you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised. That's why you got to spend this more time in your word, more time with the Holy Spirit. I wrote some notes this morning um, reading and just studying on when our identity has been shifted. And I taught, um, I taught a series, uh, when I first started coffee and conversations, I think you can only find it on YouTube. It's called an identity crisis. And it helps you identify when your identity is not rooted in Christ and your identity is rooted in other things. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't understand this part about yourself, then the church, because remember, we're the church. The church is going to be so jacked up because most of us don't understand who we are. We don't understand. And so even though we've received the baptism and even though we're saved, we still controlling, we still manipulate, we're still angry, we're still critical, we're still negative, we're still overbearing, we're still judgmental. Born again, but without identity. Born again without with identity. That's why I went back in the water because I needed to confirm for myself that I understood that my new identity was in Christ. I didn't get that when I got baptized at eight. I got that when I came out the water at 26, turning 27. When I came back out that water, I understood then that this was my new identity and this is where I was in Christ. If you find yourself operating in things of the flesh, it's because you haven't you haven't really understood who your Christ identity is. Now, your flesh is going to rise up. Your flesh is going to rise up. You're going to experience some situations where your flesh is going to rise up. But I'm saying to you, when your identity is in Christ, you're going to be able to capture those things and put those things by in perspective. Why? Because you have enough word in you. You got enough word in you that says, ah, I'm, a, I'm out of alignment. Goals. Can I share something with y'all? Goals become ways of escape. So if you believe you're accomplishing more, then a goal becomes your way of escape. And if you're using a goal as a way of escape, you'll think that you're successful in this world based on this world's standard, but you still not aligned with the identity of who God called you to be. So then we become confused. Um, and because we can check off our little list that these goals have been accomplished, we think that we're successful because we've reached these things and we're still so far removed from who God called us to be. That's why you'll see people um, later in life, this hair this morning, that's why, I, that's why you'll see people who later in life start a career over. They'll start a career over. And one of the reasons that they'll start the career or start over is because they don't really know who they are. I know that this is deep this morning, but if you ask the Lord to show you this, if you ask the Lord to show me where the scales have been on my eyes so that I can receive my true identity in Christ, then God will show you his measure of success according to the word. It says, furthermore, because we are uni uni united with Christ, we have received an inheritance for God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. And I told you that, giving you Holy Spirit. The spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised, that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. 
God is not going to withhold stuff from you, not going to let you tap, not tap into your purpose and who he called you to be, because it would not allow him to get the glory out of your life. He created you so that you could glorify him in every arena he called you to. Yep, God's plan. That's good, Rodney. God's plan. Drake's song, God's plan. You got to understand God's plan for you. You got to understand what he's called you to be. You got to understand that it's a greater, bigger picture. And so if you're still controlling, if you've been saved, you've received salvation, you're still bitter, you're still controlling, you're still manipulative, you're still angry, you're still critical, you're still negative, you're still judgmental, you're still overbearing, then you don't know your identity in Christ and you can't understand God's plan. You don't even know God's plan for you. You, you should not, if you're in your word, in your time with God, those should not be the fruits of what we're seeing without the exception that you don't really know who I was. When I understood that God's love was unconditional for me, it was easier for me to draw him, draw closer. The closer that I became to him, the more I began to see my identity in Christ, the less of Lakeisha began to filter away. So the more I studied the word, the more the word purifies me, the more I began to reflect Christ. That's why I'm emphasizing to y'all that your study life has got to be at a completely different level. That's why I'm saying to you, prayer life has got to be at a completely different level. Y'all ready to go up? Y'all ready to go up to new levels? Y'all ready to go up to new heights? Y'all ready to see God work and do what he called? Some of y'all got some dreams and visions buried so deep in you. Some of y'all got some dreams and visions buried so deep in you that you haven't even tapped into the full potential of who you are. And so the enemy keeps presenting or putting forces in your way. And you think that that's all. That's it. You think that's it. You think you've arrived to it. And once you get there, it seems like a block or something is keeping you from walking into the next level of what you're supposed to walk into. Well, the, the hindrance is based on your identity. The hindrance is based on your identity. The hindrance is based on, you think it's still based on your point system. You think it's still got to work. Do you know God will do what he needs to do for you regardless? Like he'll do what he needs to do for you regardless. But for you to experience the next level of what, you're going to have to get firm in your identity so that you don't receive an alternative. That's, that's why stuff keeps happening. The stuff that's happening is not happening. It's because, first of all, you need to pass these little tests. You need to get rooted in the word. The stuff that's happening is keeping you from so that you don't know who you are. That, that's the, the, it, the enemy does not want you to know you have spiritual authority. He does not want you to know you're God's righteousness. He does not want you to know that you can be healed. He does not want you to know that you can walk in a debt-free life. He does not want you to know that you can have prosperity. He does not want you to know that when you sin and you mess up, you get to start over and that the Lord really forgives you of your sins and that the Lord really doesn't hold it. He doesn't want you to grasp that concept. He don't want you to have healthy relationships. That's why some of y'all are still at strife and strife with people and y'all can't have good, healthy relationships. He don't want you to have healthy relationships. He don't want you to have those healthy, healthy relationships and experience those things because he knows anytime you experience what he designed for you, you're going to level up. Do you know that there are people that you are supposed to be connected to that are connected to your destiny? I call them divine accelerators that when you tap into these people, everything in your life going to take off. 
everything. They've got what you need, even if they're just your intercessor, even if they're your prayer partner. That's why God is. That's why the enemy is against marriage. That's why he is against. Uh, he comes in. He don't want your kids tapped. He don't want you to have a good relationship with your kids. So you got to see the assignment for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. You got to see the assignment. He doesn't want your kingdom operating in wholeness. He don't want your kingdom operating in wholeness. So he'll do whatever he has to do to keep your kingdom. That's physically, spiritually, mentally from operating in wholeness. He, he don't want you. He didn't want you to get this information today. He didn't want you to know God already had a plan for you. He didn't want you to know that um, God for, foreknew you, that he preordained you, that he predestined you. He does not want you to have his identity in Christ. But if you will take it, find out your identity, receive his redemptive love that loves you no matter what, you'll begin to evolve into everything. This society switches up too much for you to put your trust and dependency in what this world and other people say that you're supposed to be. They, 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 it's too unstable. It's too unstable. Um, when I was growing up, skinny girls was in. Now thick girls is in. I'm just telling you, it's too. This society is too unstable. One minute big booties is the thing. One minute no booty. I'm just telling you, full lips, no lips. Um, this society is too stable. Natural hair, straight hair. This society is too unstable for you to put your trust of what you're supposed to be in this society. People are too unstable. People would be cool with you today. I done seen it. People I love, I done seen it. I have people, they cool with you today. Cool, y'all. Y'all cool, y'all in one space. They shift, y'all ain't cool no more. Those relationships can't be the defining factor because God is consistent and forever stable. God is consistent and forever stable. But if he can get you out of place, man, if he can get you, I'm telling you, Alexis, that's why your identity got to be in him. Your identity can't be attached to people. your job. You might think your job is it. And then tomorrow your job could be gone. So if your identity is in your job, that's why he says don't have no idol. That's why he says don't have no other God before me. That's why he says don't place nothing. Else. Don't put nothing else in the position of me. Because if you place anything else in the position of me, when those things are taken away from you, when those things are taken away from you, what will you do? How will you how will you respond? Will you withdraw or will you keep on moving? When people shift in and out of your life, what's going to happen? I done seen it. I done seen it. I done had some relationships I done thought was solid, like that I thought was solid. And I done had people just just switch up, like just switch the game up. And not, that, not because I did something, just switch the game up because of the things that they were going through in their life. And so if my identity was attached to that relationship, when the game gets switched, then I feel like I've done something wrong and I start compromising myself. This is how people stay tied into wrong relationships for a long time. I'll start compromising myself. I can do a whole thing on dating. I'll start compromising myself in order to be in position in that person's life because I'm trying to get them to fulfill something in my life that they never were supposed to feel. Anytime, anytime that you feel insecurity, you need to draw to the word because the, the, the security that you need is only going to come from God. 
The security that you need is only going to come from God. That's why this world wants you dependent upon them. That's why I want, it's nothing wrong with fashion. There's nothing wrong with what you see is beautiful. It's nothing wrong with being beautiful. It's nothing wrong with being handsome. It's nothing wrong with keeping yourself up. It's nothing wrong with that. But all I'm telling you is when your identity is solid, when your identity is solid, when sweet people switch the game up on you, man, you ain't, you ain't got to, you ain't got to worry about what people say, what people say to you. When I change my hair, there'll be people that'll start posting. I don't like your hair straight. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, straight hair. I mean, I don't, I don't like your hair curly. Okay. Well, good. That's fine. But my identity is so sold in Christ that when I'm changing my hair, I'm changing my hair because I like to change my hair. I mean, I'm just being real. Like I'm, I like to. So you have to have your identity so solid so that when people switch the game up on you, you're not moved. You're not moved by anything that God has said about you. Like they, that you're not moved by that. And you're only steadfast in your identity in Christ. So you, the only way you're going to have this identity in Christ is that you become more familiar with who God is and what God said about you. Well, we're it. That's it for today. Today, I'm putting some scriptures. I'm getting ready to pray, but I'm going to put some scriptures on my Facebook wall and on the LMJ Ministries page that talks to you about how what your identity is in Christ. Read those scriptures over yourself. Kim, I already did a series on dating. Jess, do you remember what the series on dating was called? I already did a series on dating. As a matter of fact, I tell my own story about dating even after my husband died. Thursday in the master class, I'm gonna talk about the courage to find love again. Some of the reasons, some of the reasons that some of y'all are having such a difficult time with love is because your love is dysfunctional. You don't know how to receive love, nor do you know how to give love properly. You've based love on this world's standard. Y'all keep playing the world's games. I'm not gonna play these world's games. The world's games is not Christ or God's plan for us. And so when we keep playing these standards according to the world's standards, we're going to keep experiencing the same kind of relationships. Um, so I'm telling you, get these scriptures that I put on the wall and grow in your identity in Christ, grow in your relationship with Christ. It's going to take time. It's going to feel unfamiliar. Some of y'all are going to be like, does it take all that? My mom and them didn't do all that. If you want to see yourself level up, it's going to take all that. It's going to take you pressing in more. It's going to take you coming out of what you thought was successful. It's going to take you asking the Lord, hey, show me. Show me the lies I believed about myself. Show me how I don't, how my identity isn't lining up with you. Show me the ways I need to improve. Ask God this stuff. Stop sitting there. God want to talk to you. He's he tells me all the time. Um, my attitude has always been to pop off. Um, but he showed me one day, he said, Lakeisha, um, I need you to focus more on being in gentleness and self-control. So I got every scripture I told you all that yesterday and put gentleness and self-control. Um, anytime I want to grow in an area, I place the scripture on my mirror. I had charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31. My, if I could show you all pictures of my mirrors, I can barely see myself in my bathroom mirror. But every time I walk by, the word is there and it captures me. It captures me. And then I'm growing daily. Stuff is falling off. The Holy Spirit does it and I don't have to do it. You ain't got to do it. You're not the one that has to do it. The Holy Spirit will do it. You just got to be committed to it. You got to make a determination that, you know what? I'm ready to receive the fullness of who I am. Because once you get that, man, you're going to take off. You're going to see your career move. 
You're going to see your purpose change. You're going to see the relationships. I have really healthy relationships. I have really healthy relationships and I didn't used to. And the reason that I have really healthy relationships is because I'm now operating in those relationships according to what God has shown me about how I'm supposed to be in the relationship. Not responsible for the other people. That's part of your problem. Part of our problems in our relationships is we've been trying to make the other people responsible for how they're supposed to treat us. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is only to be what you're supposed to be in the relationship. So stop taking notes and sending people messages and subliminal messages. I don't know why we went there, but somebody needed that. You're frustrated because you keep trying to make people want to be people what they need to be in the relationship. That's not your responsibility. Your only responsibility to every relationship that's work is for you to be the best. If your boss them jacked up, get in position and pray. Your marriage jacked up, get in position and pray. Your only responsibility to every relationship is for you to be the best that you are supposed to be. You, work on you, <laughs> work on you, work on you. If you continue to work on you, you'll see your relationships change and get so much better. And the reason that they're going to change and get so much better is because you're working on you. You took the responsibility of you and not everyone. And I'm talking about this applies everywhere with your parents, with your bosses, with everything. The struggle for relationships. I think James says, why do we argue? We argue because we can't get what we want. Basically, arguments occur because you're always constantly trying to get what you want. I don't, I'm not arguing. Um, as a matter of fact, I have a policy. I say, oh, okay. Oh, okay, because actually the word tells me, the word says as a teacher of the word, I'm not supposed to argue. I'm not supposed to argue as a teacher of the word. So I'm just telling you, find the scriptures, find the faith. I'm going to put those scriptures on the wall. Let's pray for today and let's get out of here. Let everything be established. Until, I was praying for y'all in my prayer closet before we even came on here. I'm just believing God that everything be established according to the holy faith, not according to this faith that we've determined, but according to the most holy faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That keeps staying in me according to your holy faith, according to your holy faith, according to the way God designed this thing, according to your most holy faith. Lord God, let me stay according to your most holy faith, not according to what this world system or what I thought, but according to my, your most holy faith. So let me pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. Hmm. We thank you, Father God, for enlisting us in your kingdom, Lord God. We didn't enlist ourselves, but you enlisted us into the kingdom. You chose us. You picked us. You designed us. You created us and you loved us us and you love us. You have a reckless love for us. And we just simply say, thank you, Lord God. I thank you for the word on today. I thank you for the people today. Lord, let it multiply, multiply, increase and bear fruit in their lives. Let the Holy Spirit do a greater work in them, Lord God, so that your glory may resound throughout all the earth, Lord God. Hmm. Let spiritual truth be the only truth that guides every force in our eyes. Take the scales off our eyes, unclog our ears, Lord God, and let us be receptive to your word in our heart so that we don't suffer from any more identity crisis. 
I thank you, Lord God, for the people today. I thank you for encouraging them. I thank you for giving them hope. I thank you for your word that rightfully is divided, Lord God. I thank you for your word that is the standard. I thank you for your healing power and virtue running through their life. Healing is a part of the benefit package. So what, Father God, we cancel the assignment of sickness, of disease off their life, and we bind it back to the gates of hell from which it came. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, a fresh wind blowing on them, one that destroys the <laughs> destroys sickness and disease, doubt, fear, worry. Mm. Cause them, Father God, to just encounter you like never before according to your most holy faith, Lord God. We thank you, bless you, praise you, magnify you, and glory you. We cancel the assignment of cancer off their life. Diabetes, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, deficiencies in, in, in vitamin deficiencies, <laughs> vitamin D deficiencies. Hmm. We thank you, Father God. Cancers of the kidney, we cancel that assignment, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we bind cancer back to the gates of hell from which it came, that it have no room, no prevailing truth in our life today. We thank you. We are whole as Jesus was whole. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I love y'all. I love you so, so, so much. But more than that, you got a Father in heaven that loves you. He loves you more than you can imagine. You do not have to accept anything in your life as being truth other than what the truth. You shall know John 10, 10, for the enemy comes to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy. He said, but I came to give you life and more life more abundantly. So I'm just believing that you walk in your blessed life, your abundant life, that you be saturated by his presence, that the blessing encase you, overtake you, run you and chase you down, that you're lacking nothing, needing nothing, wanting for nothing, according to your most holy faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Yep, Daphne, God loves you. LMJ loves you too. I love you too, sissy. I love you so much. I'm so blessed by y'all. Y'all don't know how excited I get to see y'all. Let the blessing be upon you today. Share this word with someone today. Do me a favor. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.